welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by Barnabas Piper, and uh, not by the third man in the studio, uh, Rick Steves, uh, who's <laughs> who's out and about roaming to and fro throughout the Midwest. Uh, is is Ronald J. Martin, as is often his uh, his want. Yes. And Pipe, I think I figured this out, man. Let me run a theory by you. All right. Uh, I think I figured out that in the Sojourn Network. Um, the way that they keep their congregations happy with their pastors is to never actually have the pastors at home and preaching. So, yeah, or, I, or maybe like fifty percent of the time. I mean, it's it's pretty sparse, it seems. Yeah, like nobody nobody goes to more conferences than Big R, and I, I think he he must be home and preaching like two two Sundays out of the year. I so. think Substance Church must also be part of at least three denominations or networks because this yeah. is a he's at some denominational meeting or something, but it's yeah. it's not Sojourn. Okay. So it's I think it's the evangelical free meetings, if I recall correctly, which are which take place in the my lovely hometown of Minneapolis. It's the right time nice, of year baby. to visit. If you want to visit Minneapolis, you go between uh, July and like mid October. So, dude, it's sunny, it's cool. The Vikings yep. are two and zero. Life is good. Yep, Vikings are two and zero. Although by the time this releases, they might be two and one, considering they just lost their starting running back and their starting left tackle. So. Dude, how bad is Adrian Peterson hurt? I saw like something go along the scroll on that, but I didn't yeah, catch the whole story. It's a, I think it's a patella tendon thing. I don't. I'm okay. not, I might have the I might have the uh, the ligament wrong, but he's going in for surgery, and so it could be like anywhere from two to seven weeks. Oh no, man, that's horrible news. <laughs> and then they lost their left tackle for the season, which oh. that may not be a terrible thing because yeah. he has been a revolving door. I mean, he, he he's he got been a bit smoked. of a turnstile, hasn't? Yeah, he? yeah. just brutalized by the Packers. Now the Vikings beat them, so all was fine in the end, but that he did exactly. not do well. Exactly. Well, man, let's let's focus on the positives. Yes. Um, well, let's focus on the 2 and 0 um and the fact that there's there's reason for hopefulness in Minnesota and beyond s- just the fact and that And somehow my my uh, Twitter whipping boy Sam Bradford looked like not just a competent quarterback, but like a an above average NFL quarterback in that game. I don't Dude, I, I know. Did not man, expect that. It's crazy, isn't it? I was pleasantly uh, up is down, down is yes. up. I was pleasantly uh, surprised. What can we rely on anymore in this world pipe besides Ronnie being on the road? Ron, yeah, and, Ronnie, you know, Ronnie being on the road, um, yeah. denominational meetings, and the fact that the Vikings right. will still rip my heart out at some point in the next three months. It's going to indeed, happen. indeed. There, there. Those are some things that we know to be true. And well, Cleveland stinks. And Cleveland stinks, dude. I don't think Chicago is going to win a game oh, the whole year. Dude, They're so they look, bad. They look horrific. They look so bad. Um, you know what? I feel a little bit emboldened and free to talk about sports with Big R not here. That's you know? right. I know he would. He would be just sighing. Just, <sighs> yeah, he'd be sighing. He'd be he'd be sniffing and rolling his eyes, eating you know? granola bars, right? Eating quinoa, <laughs> chewing the quinoa loudly That's in an right. accusatory way. Oh, uh, I, you know what? I will say this to our listeners. Yeah, please by all means keep the pictures coming of random quinoa products you run across. They never cease to make me laugh when you guys Dude, tweet I know. those or Facebook. I mean, it's like quinoa puffs and pumpkin spice quinoa, and oh. I mean it's it's amazing what people send. So keep Dude, it up. Yeah, listeners. you gotta you, you gotta fill me in on, on this stuff, man, because I, I don't see all that. That's but, right. You're uh, not you're not on the, the twitters. No, I'm not on the Twitter. All right, so well, I, I'll, I'll text them along next time. Yeah, hit me with some quinoa pictures, man, because I'll be amused in a similar way. Now, <laughs> if, if Ronnie's in Minneap at a, uh, it's an EV free conf and not so. a sojourn. Sojourn, he he'd definitely be eating some quinoa. Right. Um, these EV free guys, though, they strike me as more of a khakis and uh, and a button down kind of yeah, crowd. Well, E-free, yeah, yeah, E free is like they're just about as middle of the road as you get. So yeah, yeah. you're talking like. 
Yeah, you're talking khakis and a polo or like jeans yeah. with like maybe a button down tucked in, maybe some penny Absolutely. loafers. Yeah, um, penny loafers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to get really casual. Neatly you know. trimmed facial hair as opposed to yeah. like bushy facial hair. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, and, and they, they're, let's see, if they were going to go to a restaurant, it's going to be more like. Uh, you're looking at a chicken Caesar salad. Yeah, or yeah, salad. like like a like a like an outback steakhouse kind of place. Or like yeah. if they're in Minnesota and they want to do something local, they're going to go eat some like some walleye. They're not going to eat. Uh, they're Dude, not going right. to do kale and stuff. Yeah, they're going to a walleye place, like yeah. a kind of place that has like a like a Cessna Citation hanging off the ceiling. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Probably some yeah. some moose antlers somewhere. Some moose antlers. Right. And you know what? When you're in Minneapolis, that's what you should do, man. Well, and yeah, I mean, well, Minneapolis has has a ton of great restaurants, and they are not going to experience most of them, would be my guess. Dude, Minneapolis is kind of the it, it it's kind of piped the perfect combination between like upper Midwestern practicality meets like there there is a thriving hipster population. In oh yes, so I mean, you really get both. I mean, you can and you got your like you know Middle America, Mall of America, excess and yeah. decadence kind of kind of crowd too. So. Um, you really cover all the bases up there. Yep, and uh, and the year-round stocking cap almost makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Minneapolis, man, the city of dreams. Um, also, dreamy pipe is the fact that we have uh, we have two new sponsors. We do. So we've we've climbed out of the proverbial pit with the lion <laughs> on the snowy and, uh, day. That's right. On the snowy day, and we've uh, we've moved on, man. We've been put on to yes. uh, I, I won't say bigger and better things, but but different things. Yeah, we're not chasing the lion anymore either. We're not. Ch- we've let the lion go. That's right. We just, just we just let the lion win. Yeah. Whatever. He he's faster than we are. Good. Good exactly. luck, lion. Exactly. So tell us about what we do have, pipe. We have uh, our first sponsor is Logos, who uh, we've had sponsor us uh, a few weeks ago. So Logos Seven we released a little bit earlier this fall. It's their it's their newest and most updated edition with a whole bunch of new features. So for those of you who are in ministry or are uh, students of theology. Uh, Bible, anything like that. Logos is something to look into. It's when you look at it, the price point, you will probably get some sticker shock because it's not cheap. But what you get with it is this incredible suite of tools in terms of study tools and resourcing tools, and all you you can basically integrate every resource that they have. Uh, on any topic or any text. So if you're if you're working on something on Isaiah or something on First John or whatever, it'll pull all that in. But you can buy an entire library at once. So instead of having to spend you know ten dollars per book, you can get them really for almost like like a. 50, 60, 70, 80% discount per book, depending on which package you get. That's why the price is so high, because you're buying all of these resources along with this incredible powerful suite of tools so if you're a, if you're a pastor or something like that uh see if you can get your church to to pay for it for you that'd be uh <laughs> it'd be pretty nice it'll really help you with sermon prep if you're a professor if you're a teacher or anything like that so logo seven you're going to want to go go to logos.com slash happy rant and see the special offer they have there they have it discounted right now and then you'll also get a free copy of a uh, free digital copy of spurgeon's commentary on philippians and since uh we're all the bearded reformed uh, crowd uh, that that seemed like a good offer. So logos.com slash happy rant. Check that out. Just go poke around and look at what logos is and offers. It's pretty amazing and uh and you will you will likely be convinced to to consider it. Our second sponsor is a new one. We haven't had these guys uh sponsor before. It's something called Ever Accountable. And so Ted do your uh, your kids don't have phones yet, do they? Uh our our son Tristan has a uh, he has like a flip phone but it's okay. like the 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 
least smartphone thing we okay. could find. So, for him. so no, you know, no apps, no internet access. Yeah, no apps, like no internet. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter is almost eleven and has been asking for a phone for about two years, and I'm hoping yep. to put her off for about two more years. We'll see if I can. Good do luck that. with that. Yeah, man. I don't know that I'll be able to do it. But Ever Accountable is something that I would strongly consider if she did have a phone because it is a uh, it's a reporting system that can keep track of any internet activity through apps, through web browsers. So whatever they're looking at on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on whatever, and then also uh, web browsers. You know, it can it can what they viewed on YouTube, but rather than blocking content, which I'm sure some parents would like, it actually reports back. So. Uh, you can use this as an accountability tool between friends. So it's, it has a covenant eyes aspect to it, but it's it's mm-hmm. fully mobile, mobily integrated. Uh, but at, I, I, as a parent, I think I would like this because it it sets the it sets the stage for a conversation instead yeah. of just sort of keeping them from tripping over their own dumb decisions, which is not a bad thing. But I would rather know what they're uh, what they're doing and then also be able to converse with them if if need be. So they have some really interesting stats. Uh, one is that they have a 90% success rate at eliminating pornography use for people who have it installed. So that doesn't mean that 10% of pornography gets through. It means that 10% of people are really persistent in finding ways to look at porn, which is not surprising. Um, and then the uh, so, and then they also have a number of of just user. Uh, testimonials talking about how this has increased trust between spouses, how it's opened the door for conversations with kids or accountability partners. So they have a special offer, and this is one you really can't turn down because it costs you absolutely nothing. Uh, If you go to everaccountable.com, so everaccountable.com, and then use the code HAPPYRENT, you can get 60 days for free, and they don't even ask for a credit or debit card. So it's not like 60 days and then you get billed because you forgot about it, but just 60 days to try it out and see how it works. So if you're a parent whose kids have phones, if you are a spouses and you want to uh, – you want to, if this has been an issue, you want to build trust, you just want to have a safeguard in place, something to, to kind of help uh, as, a, as a check and balance in some of these ways, go to everaccountable.com. Uh, Get your 60 days free. Try it out. I suspect that you will find it to be beneficial. At the very least, and one guy said this, he said, just knowing that somebody else can see what I'm looking at is a helpful check uh, just to remind me of the integrity I ought to have. So uh, everaccountable.com, use the code HAPPYRANK, get 60 days free. I suspect that you and your family, your accountability partner, whatever, will benefit from that. Excellent, man. Excellent. Yeah, I dig that, man. That looks like a really good, uh, a really great product. I'm on their website right now. And, uh, yeah, for those of us who have kids or just those of us who are people ourselves, who are um, human, who are human ourselves. Exactly. I think, uh, I think that looks great. So, uh, I will be checking that out as well. Now pipe, we had, uh, we, we had a little bit of a text exchange this morning with, uh, with Rick Steves, with our travel companion, Ronnie Martin, uh, in which he, he texted us a, uh, a picture of the gathering that he was at. And it looked like they were just in a standard meeting room, right? Yes. Like drop ceiling, fluorescent lights. Um, this is a denominational meeting, so they were probably doing things like approving minutes. And uh, and and I don't know what I don't know what happens at accountability meetings. Do you? Or not accountability? Uh, <laughs> denominational. denominational meetings. Yeah. No, but okay. Freudian so I'm, I'm looking at the photo right now, and here's what I see. Uh, yeah. I see one, two three plaid button downs. There you uh, go. But standard. Two, but two of them are worn with khakis, and one of them is tucked in. Okay. I see two polos, one tucked in, one untucked, and uh-huh. then I see one button-down with sweater vest combo. 
Nice. Not nice. not a single uh, hipster-looking person among them. I imagine like Ronnie has to be like their hipster mascot or something. Dude, Ron is in a hipster-free environment right now. Pipe. I wonder how he's. Uh, I wonder how he's dealing with that. I wonder if it makes him nervous. Maybe you know brought, what I mean. Maybe he brought the khakis that he had to buy when he went to uh, Romania earlier. Dude, I'd summer. love to see those khakis, but because I bet you they're. I bet you they're skinny they're hipster skinny, khakis. Skinny khakis. Dude, our boy isn't just buying off the rack like no, Dockers yeah. at JCPenney. He's not Penny's. buying like, yeah, Gap Standard or whatever. Dude, you better believe he's 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 got a special kind of uh, like retrofitted um, uh, khaki that he's working with. But but anyway, so so this touched off a text from you where you, you sent a picture from uh, another worship kind of context that you were in. And, uh, and I asked the question, what's the weirdest like – non-church worship context you've been in meaning that like it seems like as christians man and and we both grew up in the church we both grew up going to like church type meetings it it seems like you'll be at a random meeting where like business is happening and they'll be like okay we're about to uh approve the 2017 fiscal year budget but before we do and the lights go down and uh and the guy gets up with the guitar Let's, let's just everybody stand with me if you're able and you end up singing like two songs. Has this happened to you, Pipe? Oh, it's happened. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, thankfully, I've worked in slightly more businessy contexts where it's a that it, it's it's a little bit more subtle than that. It's more like let's open with prayer and a devotional. Like, yeah. we're we're gonna have a marketing strategy meeting. Right. We're talk about how to sell items for how money. to sell items and, and yeah, make, make money. Profit. Yeah. Right. And, right. Uh, and but we're gonna open with. Uh, Editor so and so's reflections on um, on Romans six. Yeah, absolutely. I don't get it. This feels this feels whiplashy. Um, (laughs) But yes, then there's there's the there's the guitar. You know, let's just let's pull that out. And yeah, I, I feel like that the context where that always felt the most out of place to me was like when you were doing something really fun. Like think about youth group. Yeah. It's like, Hey, it's a pool party. So Dude, it's a every, pool party or you're playing basketball. Yeah. Or, and you so, know. you know, we've, we're, everybody's, they're soaking wet and the hot dogs are on the grill and, um, you're playing water basketball or dunking your friends or trying to impress girls by doing flips or whatever. Right. And then like somebody blows the whistle and everybody clears out of the pool. And then you go sing, uh, you go sing four worship songs in a circle while getting bitten by mosquitoes. And, Dude, and you're starving because all you want is that hot dog. Right, and you know? now you're like, let's wrap this thing up. I need some Fritos and hot dogs. And yeah, uh, yeah so it's it's the, the, the wedging of worship into fun. Dude, it's so funny that way. Yeah, the wedging of worship into fun or wedging it into business. So I was at a, I was at a meeting at our university the other day. And, uh, you know, we're a Christian college, so we get a little bit of a mulligan on this. But it was a – it was a the least – yeah, it was a it was a meeting about like – classroom technology so it was like a sub <laughs> like you know making sure the computers work and everybody has internet access and uh yeah and beforehand the lady was was like you know does anybody have any prayer requests sort of like you yes. know uh, talking about you know your aunt mildred's going into the hospital and it's like i met you two minutes ago you know i didn't even know who you were before did this. you just shout out unspoken yeah unspoken, uh, unspoken. Man. i got a, got a couple unspokens two of them you know so if, if you could no but, i uh, the uh the prairie the prairie quest is a really interesting one yeah because it's it's one thing i i think opening a meeting in prayer is one of the coolest things that happens when you work in a christian context oh dude for real man it is an acknowledgement you know that that we need help it's an acknowledgement of thankfulness it's i mean it's it is essentially stating we need god's help with this i think that's i think that's awesome i think it's weird when you instead of opening up in prayer for the meeting 
You open yeah. it up and say, hey, anybody have anything we should pray for? And somebody's like, yeah, my son-in-law, Dave, broke his mm-hmm. leg in a biking accident, and he's laid up for a couple weeks. Pipe, now tell me, okay. what's, your, uh, what's your etiquette? Because I, I sat by a guy who, like, you know, was, was very pointedly, like, scribbling in his notebook, like, like writing down the prayer requests. But, but for me, I'm like, I'm not going to do that because for real, I'm probably not going to ever pray about oh, it. Oh, no. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I just sit there, but then I feel like a jerk for just sitting there, you know? Well, I, yeah, I think it's – there's, a, there's a, a, a big, wide, safe area between pointedly scribbling in your notebook and, yeah. uh, and you know, like crossing your arms and rolling your eyes. Oh, and yeah, so I wasn't just, doing that. So just sort of like being tuned in and, you know, making eye making contact. Making eye contact, whoever's speaking yeah, nodding sort of, every once yeah, in a while. Yeah. Nodding in the fact that, like, you're listening. You're not tuning yeah. out, which Absolutely. is not always easy for me. I find tuning out to be exceptionally easy. But um, mm-hmm. that, I think that's okay. And 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 it's not as if it's not as if anybody is expect. I don't think anybody's reasonably expecting you to go home and remember Dave, the son-in-law's leg, you know, and come yeah. back a week later and say, so how's Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. if they are expecting that, uh, they I think they misunderstood the context. Exactly. Pipe, now, have you gotten adept at, like, looking like you're paying attention but actually zoning out? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I feel like I got great at that in college. I, like, I mastered that. That may be the only thing I learned as an undergrad, actually. But these are these are what they call soft skills. Yep, because these right. are the things that take you into the world so that you you avoid many speed bumps, you avoid much boredom. <laughs> you can yep. you can engage your mind on much more interesting things while someone drones on and on about, you know, whatever pivot table that they're showing up on the on the screen and yeah, yeah no, it's a, it's that is a that's a skill to master for sure. It's also Dude, it important really it's also important when you have children. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's because huge they talk endlessly. Yeah, they really do, man. They have so much to say. Well, Pipe, we are in the business of having a lot of things to say because we have our own super successful uh, radio program. And uh, one of the things that we that we piloted on this program low many many months ago uh, was a, a bit called Gut Check with Ted. Yes, and uh, I don't know if there's been internet activity suggesting that people want that back, but uh, but that was one of the <laughs> one of the topics that you threw out today. So. Indeed, there has. In fact, it's been it's been periodic over the month since we did it last. Was gut check with Ted? Please bring it back. So I, you know, we periodically throw out a request. What should we rant on? And this has this has been there's been consistency with this. So we decided to bring it back. This may be the first time we've done this since Stephen left the podcast. So. Dude, that's crazy. I think it is, man. Yeah, uh, this was always a bit between me and Stephen, where Stephen would. Yeah, so so the setup here is you just kind of drop you know a word or a phrase, yeah. and then I have to immediately respond to it. Yeah, and if we decide to riff on it a little bit, we do so. Yeah. If not, yeah. uh, Ted's take is I mean that is it's it is the gut take on on this. So it's the gut take. It's the last word. Yep. So yeah. here here goes gut check with Ted, uh, our our inaugural non Stephen edition. Ooh. So phrase number one: uh, Tim Tebow playing pro baseball. <laughs> um. You know, more power to him. I, if I had that kind of athleticism, even if it was limited, uh, I would go for it, man. I've had the hardest time in the world quitting competitive sports, so I would be the biggest kind of hypocrite if I like lobbed the first stone at Tim Tebow. Now, what I hate about it is it's brought back pipe all of the Tebow apologists. <laughs> yes. yes, and I think I texted you. I would rather take a beating than spend two minutes with a Tebow apologist. These people are the worst. They're oh, the most insufferable, insufferable people yes. because they connect everything that Tebow's doing to like 
you know, God to Jesus. moving in the universe. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. They they are as close to blasphemous as you can oh. get while still being a pompous, pious person. It's dude, it's, it's terrible. It's crazy. It really is. It's an amazing mix of like pomposity and and blasphemy all in one like tweet. And or because email. it and because it's veiled in you know Turin's shroud, you uh, yeah, you can't you can't make any argument against them. There's no like, argument. You insulted yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. No, you did I, so. No, I insulted a man who who wouldn't play H-back because of his ego. Yeah. So you and I are like the most horrible people in the world for suggesting that maybe it doesn't matter whether Tebow plays baseball or not. Right. You know? Well, and I agree with you. I, I think it'd be awesome if he succeeded. It would be amazing to me because he's, I think, 29 now or something. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's not an easy time to pick up baseball for the first time since high school. Exactly. I'm still enormously bothered that something in his mindset wouldn't let him switch positions in the NFL because I strongly believe he would have been a good NFL player at I agree. tight end or fullback or something, and he Dude, just I wouldn't totally, do it. I totally agree. And, and yeah, I think, I think it bothers me too, probably because I would have, at some point in my life, I would have like literally given my right arm to play one game in the NFL. Right. You know what I mean? It's such a... It's such a dream. It was probably an unhealthy idol, I'm sure. But but yeah, the fact that like he wouldn't change positions to to keep that job, yeah, it it, it was perplexing to me. But but that being said, I, I do, and, and this is getting maybe way more into Tebow than we want. But <laughs> he he's a black hole, isn't he? He's a black hole, man. the The show is gone. Rachel held Evans, but <laughs> I do actually have I have sympathy for Tebow on one level because I think his life reached like a DEFCON level of craziness way before most people's does. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? He was, it was when he was a junior in college. Yeah. He, Dude, and I, he, it is, it has been all downhill since he was 21 years old. I'm sure I've told you this off the air or on the air. I think I've mentioned it, but, uh, I, I spent a day with his family, um, because I was a candidate to maybe write his book at mm-hmm. one point. And like the level of crazy was just off the charts, man. It was madness. Like so, uh, like craziness circumstantially or like they are in crazy people? Dude, I think both. Um, I don't know if they're actually crazy people, but like I think at that time the, f- the fame had made them crazy. Yeah. You know, as it would for most of us. So, I mean, for, again, far be it for me to lob the first stone. But, um, but yeah, the, the guys had like a freakishly abnormal life from the get-go. Yes. And, uh, no and it's, only, it's only gotten worse. But uh, – you know what? You know what's funny, Pipe. Of all the inflammatory stuff that we've said on this show over the last year and a half, I bet we're going to get more heat for this <laughs> than anything we've ever done. Because, dude, you make fun of Tebow, it's like making fun of somebody's kid. Yeah, like it, it's like punching somebody's well, it's, kid. It's in the like face. making fun of God's child, Ted. Right, man. That's what it is. I know. Well, let's know. let's move on to something else that all people right. have a deep and abiding, insane affection for, and that is pumpkin spice everything. Ah. Uh. You know what's funny? Sorry, I was just taking a drink, not a pumpkin spice. <laughs> um, I was talking with uh, with my class today. I teach this class called uh, PR writing. Yeah. So uh, you know, much, much like it sounds, but uh, but we were talking about coffee culture actually, and I've got a guy in my class who's a who's a barista, and uh, I, I'm such a philistine man. I still feel weird about calling a guy a barista because it <laughs> it's it just sounds feminine. You know what I mean? And again, I'm probably gonna get hatred for that. Uh, apologies all around, but um, yeah, trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. But but so he he's explaining like cold brewing and pour overs and and we had a laugh about this show about the fact that I had to learn about a pour over from the show. 
Um, so, so I just I don't understand pipe coffee culture. Um, that being said, I like certain aspects of it. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy because I don't like cinnamon. So, ah. so, so pumpkin spice is a no go for me uh, because of the cinnamon. And it's a no go for me because I don't like pumpkin. There you go, man. We're, so we're both out on it, man. That's something that neither of us can enjoy. I, you know what's funny? I don't tend to enjoy almost any seasonal flavors. Yeah. No, like I'm if, with you. To, to me, if it's a seasonal thing, like if it's that good, why do we only have it for about two months out of the year? Dude, you know what I'm down like with? Eggnog. Though? You know what I'm totally down with? Like a peppermint mocha around Christmas time. That's I can heavenly. See that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I I I, I should say there, I think there are seasonal seasonal based on the weather. I arbitrarily am totally cool with seasonal yeah. based on on the holiday. I'm not as cool with. But uh, now the the thing that I find exceptionally random is that pumpkin spice has made it into nearly every. I mean, it's like I, somebody literally sent me a picture. I think of pumpkin spice quinoa puffs. Oh. Some, and I was like, that sounds like vomit. But uh, that does sound like vomit. They they awful. are everywhere. So you've got you've got like pumpkin baked goods and pumpkin prepackaged goods and pumpkin cereal and pumpkin pop tarts like now i'll tell you this man all all irony and, and snark aside so my lady does uh she does baking for the two hipster coffee shops on our campus mm-hmm. and uh she has a chocolate chip pumpkin muffin that's absolutely to die for See, man. i think it's i could get down with that dude it's so good it just tastes like a piece of cake right you know it's, it's like, like it's like spice cake it's like spi- yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. spice cake with with nice like chunks of chocolate mm-hmm. in it. It's unbelievable, dude. Well, that Unreal. that uh, well, let's end this one on a happy note. I just keep that in mind. That sounds yeah. amazing. All right, next question or next uh, next phrase: backing into parking places. Oh, dude! Now I'm going to go off on this, man. <laughs> and my kids can tell you this. I'm 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 like the worst human being in the car. I just turn into a a, a monster, and uh, I have to repent of of most of what comes out of my mouth when I'm driving, especially in a, in a crowded context. But dude, my, my kids can tell you when somebody backs into a parking space and it like clogs up the whole flow of the parking lot, I go bananas, dude. I go oh, off. Just, I know it. I've, I, I'm not a violent person, although people would think that I am based on some of the things I've said on this podcast and how I teach my kids. I yeah. never have a greater urge to drag somebody out of their car and just beat oh, them. Oh, me too. hundred percent, man. Cause here's that. the thing, dude, it's so selfish. You know what I mean? It's 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 so self-centered because you have no regard for anyone else who's in the parking lot who like wants to get somewhere. The only reason to back into a parking place is if you're robbing the store and need to get away fast. Dude, get the get out of here with that, man, with your back in. <laughs> oh, I you know? I got a, I had a I had a, a verbal altercation with a lady the other day because I was I was she pulled into the, it was a tiny parking lot. You know, it's like yeah. four spots on, on either side. So you can turn right or left. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it's immediately off the street. So there's no driveway in. So she yeah. pulls into the parking lot and I pull in right behind her trying to get out of the street. So cars sure. can go by and she wants to back into one remaining spot. Oh my goodness. And I just pull into it because she had pulled past it. And, Dude. and I just get out and walk into the restaurant and she rolls down her window and she's like, I was going to take that spot. And I just said, ma'am, you pulled past it. That's right. Like I think that's the rule. If you pull past a parking spot, you are SOL. Like your number, yeah. you missed your number. So yeah, you uh, don't you, you don't get twenty minutes to uh, to you don't get twenty minutes to like back into your spot, man. Plus, I've seen too many Nashville drivers try to function their car in reverse. I have about she had about a two percent chance of being able to actually back into that spot. Oh, too. dude, you know she was going to screw it up. 
Oh, you know, she was she was, yeah, was going to end up like one millimeter away yeah. from the car next to her. And parked at a 45-degree angle, yes. Oh, it was going to be a mess, man. Know your limitations. And you know what? Yeah. I know my limitations. I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up like backing a tractor into like a little right. space. I drive a Cadillac, man. That thing's huge. I can't back that thing anywhere. It's all I can do to park it in a regular spot the, the regular way. And, you and know? here's the thing. Like I can back a car because I grew up. I grew up driving normal cars, and I drive a normal size car now in the city yeah. where you're parallel parking. But if I miss a spot, I don't mm-hmm. back into it unless it's a completely like nobody else is around. I'll just go around and find the next open spot because I don't want to be a jerk. Exactly, so, man. Good. Dude, I feel like that's like – that's driving etiquette 101. They had to teach that in like driver's ed, you know? Ugh, yes. All right. Next one. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Oh, boy. Um, I, I tell you what. I, I, I think I'm – I think I like Johnny Depp. Uh, I can't point to a lot of specific examples, but he had a movie that I liked where um, he was a writer and and he was in a cabin and he had cool glasses. Do you know Do you know which one I'm referring uh, was to? Was that called? It wasn't called the cabin because that was a horror one. Was it called the the room? The, dude, the room, the window, the, the cabin. Yeah, the, it was the, something. The, it was something. the something. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, I liked it because it had to do with writing and it wasn't was a little it sort suspense. Of a, wasn't sort of a split personality one or something? There was Dude, a I twist think it was at a the split end. Personality. There yeah. was a little twist, and uh, and he just had a really cool look, man. And and to be to be completely candid, like he looked the way that like we we dream of ourselves looking as writers. Yeah, it's you know like what I mean? Like quintessential a quintessential bohemian yeah, writer look. Quintessential bohemian writer look. A little cabin in the woods. You know the the beautiful baby hipster glasses. Yep. Before that became a thing, and before right. that got run into the ground, like. You know he was he was rocking that beforehand. So so yeah, I'm 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 all in on Johnny Depp. Yeah, he. I just wish he would stay away from uh, who's the weird movie maker? Is it Tim Burton? Yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, I just wish he would stay away from Tim Burton because I feel like Johnny Depp when he does dramatic stuff, like yeah, when he does like real plays a character is really yeah, good, like normal linear like non musical yeah. type movies. You know, yeah, he does a really nice job. But he's, he just sort of gravitates to the really bizarre these days. And I feel like Jack Sparrow comes out in every character he does now. That's sort of Dude, that's like true. That he just sort of falls back on Jack Sparrow. He got a little attached to the guy liner, you yeah. know, and uh, it's permeating everything now. All right. Last one. Yeah. Uh, I'm really interested to hear your take on this because I don't know which way it'll fall. Uh, taunting penalties in the NFL. Hmm. Oh, dude. Yeah, this one is complex, Pipe. There's many, many facets to the issue. Um, as I've said before on here, ad nauseum, football is a, I mean, it's a violent game. It's a nasty game for nasty people, right? So it's not, you know, it's not Sunday school out there. Yeah, and it's not tennis uh, at the country It's club. not tennis. You know, it's not a country club sport, man. If you, if you don't like the violence, like, get out. Football's not for you. That being said, I'm not a fan culturally and as a viewer of guys dancing around and celebrating after every play. Um, it's tedious. It, it wears me out. It's obnoxious. Like you, you caught a three-yard hitch with a, with a nine-yard cushion and you're dancing around. Get out of here with that. Do you want to explain uh, hitch and cushion to our listeners or are we just, yeah, we're just talking to the football fans right now? We're talking to the football, but I'm going to explain it because I feel like uh, <laughs> if Ronnie was here, I would explain it to him. <laughs> All right. So a cushion means if you're a corner, like so if you're a cornerback, which is the guy that stands across – from the receiver and tries to cover him. If you're playing off, that's called a cushion. Yeah, so, so you're, uh, gi- you're giving five or six steps of space. You're giving some space because you're afraid that guy's going to go along with you. So if, if I'm the receiver and I just run a little hitch, so if I like run three steps off the line of scrimmage and turn around and catch the ball, like I've, I've done nothing amazing in, in that context. But yet guys will 
they'll get up and dance around and taunt after that. And that's something that I, I just can't stomach, man. So here's here's a, here's the the twist on this is is yeah. the number of asinine rules the NFL has put in place about what is and is not taunting. So for example, if you ran that three yard hitch and then gained two more yards because you're six feet tall and you fell forward, yeah. uh, and then you danced around like a fool, yeah, there's no taunting penalty. But uh-huh. if you did it with a teammate, yeah, or you flipped the ball away from the referee, then yeah. there's a penalty. So like they they've instituted these rules about yeah. what is and is not taunting, and I don't know. I to me I don't I do not care. I don't care yeah. Yeah, at yeah, all yeah. about taunting. I feel like uh, there are enough violent things that happen in football that if somebody annoys you by taunting, you will have an opportunity to dude right like go get him his clock two later. plays later. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or to absolutely. just shut him down so he doesn't have anything else to taunt about. Like it is the most aggressive man to man sport. There, there I think there is. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care at all. I I think the NFL's rules on taunting are – they can't figure out how to handle domestic violence. They can't figure out how to handle drugs. They can't figure out how to handle player safety. But goodness sakes, if they can take the, the celebrations out of the game, they have mastered that. So Dude, you, you know good what on sucks you, about the NFL? Dude, it's, like, it's like a giant like university. You know what I mean? They got 1,200 <laughs> committees and – the rule book is like 4,000 pages long and, and, you know, we're, we're doing a study on this and we're focus grouping that. It's like, you know what? That's not fun, man. Like yeah. just line up and play football and, and show the product and I don't know, get and, out of the morality business and get out of the, like, I don't know, trying to control everything business because, because pipe, you're absolutely right. And one of the great things about football is the law of the jungle. It's a self-regulating enterprise. Yeah. Like if it, you're a jerk, it's going to come back around on your head, man. Unless you're an amazing football player who's a jerk, in which case you right. are the king of the jungle. Like, you're the king of the jungle. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> but it comes around eventually, man, and yeah. that's what's great about it. It always comes around eventually. Yeah, and, just, uh, and, you, and you get great contrast. You get great foils. You know, For every like Richard Sherman, Josh Norman kind of character, there's a, there's a, you know, a Barry Sanders or an Adrian Peterson or somebody who just kind of quietly goes about their business. So um, – I just, yeah, I don't know. I just don't – you know, I, 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 watch, I watch a lot of football every Sunday. Not as big of yeah. a college fan. The number of times I see a striped jersey talking to the camera, it's just – Dude, it's oh, crazy. Go away. The refs I, are not the stars of the game and the NFL needs to figure out how to get them – just make them go away. Dude, I feel like the penalty thing has been out of control this year yes. so far. Well, apparently I've, because the whole – the reason I brought this up is because the, the unsportsmanlike conduct rules changed this year. And yeah. so if you get two of them, you get ejected. Last In the past, it was just sort of there was no ejection rule. They yeah. have already called something like two-thirds as many unsportsmanlike conduct penalties as they did all of last season. Dude, it's literally – it's out of control. And, and another thing that's out of control is the – the the rules and the nuances about the level of contact that you can have with a ball carrier with yeah. a quarterback Tar- targeting wit. targeting I was I was watching a game uh, it was a Lions and Titans game tight game uh, ugly game not oh, not it was good really bad it was really bad but but we were in the fourth quarter you probably watched this and um, it was a pivotal time uh, the Titans were driving and a Lions defensive lineman broke through the line and was trying to sack Mariota in like made contact with his hand to the head of Mariota. Yeah. It, not in a violent way though. It was like it was almost like a caress. Yeah. It was like if I was gently stroking like my wife's cheek, you know, that <laughs> this is how violent the contact was. Like his his hand merely came into contact with Mariota's helmet. Flag. 
I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. Oh yeah, I mean, we could probably do an, we could that. probably do an entire podcast on dumb rules in the NFL. Uh, I don't know that anybody would listen. I have I have a list of complaints in my mind that uh, we should probably move on to whatever's next because uh, this this could devolve quickly. It really could, man. Well, whatever is next is uh, is a, a another little segment that we've uh, that we've kind of teased at on this program, and it's called guilty displeasures. I think we've done guilty pleasures before. We've done some unpopular uh, opinions before. Yeah, yeah, we've done up unpopular opinions, guilty pleasures, which doesn't really work for us because none of us feel guilty about the stuff that we like. Um, but guilty displeasures pipe uh, is things that we dislike that everyone else seems to like, and so we feel bad about it. And uh, I'm going to throw this one to you first because um, – uh, I, I honestly forgot about this topic, and uh, I got to think of a couple. <laughs> so I want you to get us started. All right. So, so my my first one. I have a, I have a few, and they are the thing that makes me feel guilty about these is <clears throat> is that people I respect like this one. You know, it's it's one that I people I really respect like this, and so I I don't know why I don't. I feel a little bit inadequate because of it, and it's it's Marilyn Robinson's novels. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. So, Talk like, about that, like man. Gilead, I I have tried to read a couple of them, and I can't make it past the first couple of pages. Like, they just, yeah. And it's I read it and I go, she's clearly a gift, like right, a, gifted a, writer, a supremely no gifted user of words and yeah. sentences. Yep. And it's, I it's there's no hook. They yeah. don't get me. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. And uh, but people. People love these. I mean, these are these are the books that people say are like the best novels, the best depiction of humanity, the best characters, the most moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I can't do it. And I feel, I don't feel like those people are wrong. I feel like I'm probably wrong, dude. Right, right. And that's the whole that's the whole concept of this of this bit, right? right. Like things where uh, something on the literary tip that I feel that way about is um, anything like Lord of the Ringsy, Hobbity. Um, uh, all that stuff, all yeah. that C.S. Lewis, Narnia, like you don't do any fantasy stuff. I don't do any fantasy. I've tried to. So if there, like, if there are, if there's dragons or magic, it's just dude. Not if there's your dragons or magic, I'm out, man. See, I I'm love just, that stuff. I, dude, that's great. Most people do. Like, I feel like I'm the, I'm a freak. Like, there's something wrong with me. You know, I want to like it, pipe. I really do want to like it, but I've tried and tried again. And uh, it's been a no go for me each and every time. Well, I think I think I did say on one unpopular uh, opinions bit that we did a few months ago that um, that the Harry Potter books are better than C.S. Lewis's books. And, yeah, uh, you probably uh, got killed for that, didn't you? There was uh, there was some consternation about that, and then there was a few people who sort of like sort of whispered, "I agree," but they wouldn't admit yeah. it publicly. So I'm glad I can speak up for all of you who have better taste in books. Dude, I actually admitted it in a classical school context and i and i yeah i thought i was gonna like die i I thought they'd never heard of david foster wallace so they didn't know what you do like yeah man they were just like can you can you send a kid to this school if you don't like the hobbit you know are you actually a christian (laughs) i I, yeah that was tough i have another one here and it's uh it's i don't like radiohead oh i don't like radiohead but i feel like radiohead is the music that everybody who's like me is supposed to like Right, if you're white, affluent, extremely educated, yeah, thoughtful, quote unquote thoughtful, and yeah. a lot of Christians like them, even though they're a secular band, you know, yeah. they're 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 artistic, they're creative, like their their music gives me a pounding headache. Yeah, to me, it's just boring. Well, yeah, that too. I feel bored by it. Uh, one one like that for me, pipe uh, more back in the day than now was uh, was you two. Yeah, I just had no, I, I never it. had 
never had any interest in U2. You know, nothing against them. There's a couple tracks that I like. You know, a couple tracks kind of get the get get the blood flowing a little bit. But yeah, by and large, no no, no use for U2. Yeah, I can I can I can get that. I mean, <clears throat> but there was no reactive thing there. It wasn't like everybody loves U2, so I'm going to be a con- contrarian and dislike you. No, 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 no. Just you no. just never clicked with their music. I just never clicked with the music. You know, yeah, never click with the music. All right, I have one more musical one, and that's uh, I don't like harp music. And okay, I, I feel like it, it get it. I just grates on me, which I think is strange because I think it's supposed to be soothing music, and then there's also sort of this pseudo religious, like it's supposed to be a little heavenly. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, and I think harp music will end up uh, not in heaven. So it's I I can't stand it. Dude, it's funny. We share our building with the music department at my university. And so the first floor, when I walk into, into work, there's always kids playing instruments. And uh, apparently the best acoustics in the building are right in the lobby, right by the elevator. Um, and there, often there's a girl out there playing a harp. And, um, and, and <laughs> it's never a guy, right? So it's, you, it's never a guy playing a harp. It's always a girl with like a certain kind of look, kind of that ethereal, doe-eyed... <laughs> blonde like harpists i think if you're if you know if you're a girl of a certain look or if you're a guy you're just not playing the harp right you know and, and for me walking into the building for that like two minute stretch i like the harp music because it feels sort of uh elevated you know it feels kind of exalted and i, I just feel like i would love to have a harp like playing me into every building that i walk into see to me know? to me a harp is always a soundtrack. It's like the sound yeah. for t- for turn the page in the audiobook or whatever, mm-hmm. or like, you know, like mm-hmm. those ones. It was like the read along book when you were a kid, and it was like, Pring! oh yeah, and then you would turn. And they, yeah, it's yeah. that, or it's it's something like some cliched view of heaven. It's but like just listening to music on harp, or like if the harp is. They, I went to a church for a while that was much more formal, and they they would have a harp up there on Sunday morning sometimes. I don't know. It was uh, it was kind of the opposite of worshipful for me. Now the church that you were in was the harpist also of this kind of blonde and doe-eyed persuasion? Uh, yes. Do you remember? Okay. <laughs> they, was, they, had, they had a few different ones. I think often they brought in students because it was right across – it was right near uh, Wheaton College and sure. big music school there too. So I think they would, yeah. they would bring in people from there. So it might have sort of rotated. But, uh, but yeah, it, you're right. I mean it's, it's – you, you don't get like – no harpists have hard edges. Yeah. Like period. Yeah. Not personality-wise, not look-wise, not anything. Yeah, no, there's no not like edges. a – there's not like a grunge or like a punk way to play the to play the harp. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. like yeah, you can't weave that into a, yeah. a, an aggressive attitude. Like you only strum down on it, you know. Like <laughs> <laughs> you can't sling it low across your hips. Yeah, you can't sling it low across your hips. You can't only strum down on the harp. But uh, oh man, that's funny. Pipe, does that do it for uh, guilty displeasures? Do you well, have any more? Unless you had, unless you had any more. No, I want I want to hear what you have. I have I have one more and we we kind of touched on this in an earlier episode, but uh I I think board games are the most boring things in the world. Just oh yeah, I'm with board, you. Board games in general are awful. I'm with you. I'm so, with you. I mean, I think we what did we do an episode on Settlers of Catan at one point and, Oh, uh, dude, yeah. But I think We're, that that's the worst. Like that's sort of the worst of the worst, but like I don't like Risk, I don't like Monopoly, I don't like Life, I don't like I play trouble with my kids, but we'll call that a dice game, not a board game. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just board games are the worst. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm with you 100, percent 100, percent dude. Can I run a like before before we let you go? And this is just like you and me having a phone call now. Yeah. But uh, before we sign off, can I run like an office etiquette thing by you? Oh, please do. 
we had a thing happen in our office. So it's it's the comm department. We've got like uh, I don't know a handful of professors and some adjuncts that come up and like use the space. And uh, somebody came into our storage room, and she's she's kind of loosely connected with the comm department. And um, there were some T-shirts in there, <laughs> and they were they were T-shirts like for the debate team. And she just snagged one. And uh, so th- there's been a lot of dialogue about like what's the etiquette with like if there's just T-shirts laying around, yeah, in a storage room. Do you do you take one? Do you not? You ask. Um, Okay, there you or, go. And if you're and if you're too embarrassed to ask, that probably tells you you shouldn't have them because we yeah. that happens all the time here at Lifeway because you know different we have so many oh, different yeah. brands here you know different curriculum lines and we have student ministries and kids. Dude, ministries. you got swag. You got T-shirts yeah. all over the place. I mean, man. It's I, rainy I, t-shirts. I could clothe myself all summer in Lifeway gear if I so chose. I don't sure. normally because that's I don't I don't that's not how I roll. But yeah, but yeah, so we have to shut and lock our storage room so that people don't take our, our jackets or our bags or whatever. And like, it's a Christian company. I mean, it's, I think that's borderline theft. Dude, it's funny, man. Uh, In the Christian college context too, like there, there's some interesting like borderline theft scenarios going on at, at our school. And again, great school, great kids, no different anywhere else probably. But, um, but yeah, like students, Students being very like forthcoming about, oh yeah, like I steal toilet paper out of the bathrooms and bring it home to my apartment, and I'm like, really? That that just seems weird to me because it's theft, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because well, I mean, it doesn't belong to you, and you didn't pay to put it there in the first place. I mean, that's uh, yeah. I guess there's there's an element of like, I get they pay tuition to the school. Is it a school owned apartment or are they they renting off campus? Because that's a different thing. Like if it's yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if, if it's on campus, you're just like kind of reappropriating yeah, campus. They, somebody somebody didn't give you the toilet paper you're supposed to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I think it's yeah. It's it's not so different than. I mean, it, would you walk into somebody's office and be like, "Man, that pen on your desk is really nice." I think, right. I think I'll take it, dude. Or I wouldn't like. <laughs> I wouldn't like going to your house and take a leak and walk out with a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> you know, like. Pipe, I'm just a little low at my house, so yeah. You know, I'm I mean, just gonna go ahead and take it's this. one thing to borrow a cup of sugar from a neighbor; it's quite another to uh, <laughs> yeah, steal yeah. a roll of toilet paper. Exactly, exactly. Oh man, well, thanks for uh, thanks for helping me think through that. And and pipe, we have uh, we have wandered to and fro. Um, and we've we've run out of time for this episode, uh, but we will, Lord willing, we'll have Ronnie back. We'll see if he's uh, if he's off the road. Maybe he'll be um, snowed in in Minnesota or something. I feel like hypothetically, if we were ever to get a custom missional wear T-shirt, which has been talked about for like a year and a half, we could do we could do one with a list of all of Ronnie's tour stops on the back of it, and it's, maybe we should do that. It's true, although about three quarters of them would be cities nobody's ever heard of. Exactly, but that just adds to the charm. That's true. It's, you know, it's sort of a hipster flavor that makes it more hipster. Yeah, you know, it'd be like, and I think along with the date and the location, uh, we'd need to have like the purpose of the stop. So like. <laughs> Denominational meeting, conference, Moog conference. Factory. Yeah, Moog Factory. Missions trip. <laughs> Missions trip, hipster donut conference. Yeah. So uh yeah, maybe we can get missional wear on that, man. Uh, um, yeah, we'll 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 work with the people. We'll work with the people who do the thing, but you know, I'm not hopeful, but that's just a that's just another idea to add to the to the already growing list of ideas. Well, Pipe, um it's been fun, man. I've enjoyed this. We've wandered to and fro. Rachel the Held Evans. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, 
you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.